If you are an estate agent, letting agent, or someone who is interested in the property market, then this, the UK Property Market Stats Show, is for you. Each week, myself, Chris Watkin, and a special guest this week, it's Brian, we'll come to Brian in a second, um, talk about what's happening in the property market. Now, a lot of indices out there, like the Land Registry, looking at sales from six, seven, eight months ago. Uh, the Halifax and Nationwide are looking at stuff from two or three months ago. We're looking at last week. And by looking at how many houses are coming on the market, how many are being reduced, how many are selling, how many are falling through, we can foretell with a high level of confidence what those indices will be doing in three, six, and nine months' time. This show, as I said, is designed for anyone who's interested in the property market. And this week, we're looking at week three of 2024. And week tw three of 2024 is Monday, the 15th of January to Sunday, the 21st of January, 2024, inclusive. This week, we are joined by regular guest, Brian Mansell, the man who calls a spade a shovel. And Brian <laughs> is an ex-countrywide regional director. He knows his onions and now uh, is boss man of Gazeal, a firm that helps estate agents uh, cut their fall throughs to single figures. But we're not here to talk about Gazeal, but we, and we're certainly not here to have a bit of banter. But Brian, I just as a matter of courtesy, I just want to say thank you for all the work that you did in 2023 on the Stat Show. And that's one of the reasons why you're back as an <laughs> early guest in 2024. So thank you very much, Brian. You're welcome. Um, right. Um, before we kick off, um, what are you hearing in the market at the moment, anecdotally, a couple of sentences? Well, thank you for inviting me back on, Chris. Um, I do enjoy these, and as you know, uh, and as many people that watch this regularly will know, I'm a big stats fanatic. Um, but uh, I'm disappointed that you said we're not going to have any banter, because that's the only reason I'm here. So um, we'll have a bit of banter. Well, yeah, yeah, banter at this point, mate. You know, yeah. 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 Um, look, what a difference a year makes, right? So, you know, there's absolutely lots of encouraging signs to see that the market has started 2024 much better than it did 2023. And that's got to be good news. That's got to lift everybody's spirits and give people a, a shot in the arm and um, and give them, you know, a lot of uh, encouragement that if they can capitalise on um, the upturn in numbers and the positive headlines coming out from the media, which, of course, as we know, is what drives the market quite often, then, um, you know, there should be a better more rosier outlook this year but it's all about capitalizing on the um on the opportunity indeed it is so ladies and gentlemen for those of you who have not watched the show before the show really is in two parts the first roughly 30 to 40 minutes looks at the uk property market looking at all the stats um and throughout that brian will get his soap uh, soapbox out and uh, eulogize on what estate agents need to be doing to get a share of that action and then the last 20 minutes of the show, we actually look at a town or city and we really deep dive into that town or city. It might only be of interest to the agents in that particular town. But if you're not an agent in that town, please do watch because we're going to be showing you a piece of software that you might be particularly interested in to look at the stats that we're going to look at on crew, but for your town. Um, and this week, that town is crew which is, uh, as I said, a town in the West Midlands or South Northwest, known for its railways. Um, the posh bit next door is Nantwich. We're not looking at Nantwich. We're just looking, we're looking at crew. But let, that'll be in around 40 minutes time, ladies and gentlemen. So let's dive in and let's go and have a look at the stats. So as always, Brian, we always start off with listings. You know the score on this one. And last week we listed 33,284 properties in week three. As you can see on the screen here, um, looking at last year, it was 32,000. But in 17, 18 and 19, which are more what we would class normal years, if there is such a thing as a normal year, it, the numbers range between 28,000 and 33,000. Yeah. Which price of a property coming on the market is 421,100 pounds. The cumulative year to date, uh, 82,136 properties have been put on the market since the 1st of January, um, which is the best year for listing a start since the start of 2017. And if we look at this graph now, we can see on the white line is 2024, and we can see the other years. We, in this particular instance, we have taken out 
20, what, 21 and 22, because the numbers were a little bit strange. Um, but as you can see, these numbers on the cumulative, so you can see that. So, Brian, what's your thoughts on the listings? Well, look, I mean, the, the key point here was the first week of January, really, because you see the bounce in week one of January, which, as you've seen in the consistent years prior to that, you tend to find, well, I always found that January really got motoring around about the 15th. So it's really encouraging to see that, um, you know, the you know the, the new year bounce, which, you know, a lot of people will argue came from, a, you know, a heavy online traffic over the, the, the Christmas period. Um, I suspect that what it was, was that there was an element of the market that was sitting and waiting at the back end of quarter three that may not have come to the market Q4 that was sitting and waiting to see what happened with interest rates and various uh, and particularly inflation um, and then came to the market early, which I suspect is probably more accurate, although I can't be sure, but really positive. Um, and now we've settled into what should be a, you know, a good trajectory, which is still upwards uh, and mirroring 2019 after the third week. So, yeah, encouraging. Uh, my, I think my big point, Chris, here is what estate agents really must focus on whilst this bounce is happening is just being mindful of pricing again. Because obviously one of the things that we saw throughout last year was a gradual decline in the time it takes to arrange a sale. So we saw lots and lots of price reductions. And of course, if you're getting reductions, adjustments rather, then of course that is typically because you're not selling in the first few weeks of a listing. So you are pushing that time back. So that it's taking you longer, you know, in some cases nearly 60 days to find a buyer and an agreeable offer. That's really got to be the big message here is that whilst the listings are bouncing, great, but don't fall into the trap of going out and just sticking it on. Focus on good advice that you were giving people at the middle and back end of last year so that you can decrease the amount of time it takes to find a buyer. I mean, interestingly, uh, let's just pull up this particular graph here. This shows you the gap between the average listing price and the average price of a property selling. So the pink line is... All the properties that have sale agreed, what was the average asking price? Now, we don't know what they've sold for, but as we've said before in the, in the stat show, that figure always is between 1% and 2% below the asking price in normal years. And those um, that's the stats from Hamptons, and they've tracked that since 2008, always between 1% and 2% below on average. Interestingly, in the good years of 21 and 22, it was plus 2%. So therefore, that's why it's so important to get your asking price right. Yeah. Now, in terms of the percentages, what is particularly interesting is, is that the price difference between these two graphs here this week is 22.2%. Pardon me. The running long-term average in the UK is between 16 and 17%. Now, interestingly, these are early doors, but I the, the, the average for the UK was 20.3% in 2023, uh, my my thoughts here is this: for a good market, she needs to be in the teens, and you know, si you know, around that sixteen or seventeen mark. Um, and again, let's just just clarify this. We'll look at this in the sales, but you know, look at twenty twenty four. The average price of a property coming on the market is four hundred and twenty one thousand. The average price of um, a property selling three hundred and forty four. And interestingly, just whilst we've got the the stats here, um. You know, anything, you know, the, the, this is an interesting fact, is that um, any property in 2023 up to £250,000 had, a, in 2023, this is, had a chance of selling of 65.3%, whilst the, if it's over a million, it's 30.6%. Interesting. So that is why there's this gap, this gap here is, is that, if all you, you know you're putting on the bigger stuff but the bigger stuff has a lower propensity to sell so again this is something that estate agents need to be aware of it's it's all very good taking on the posh houses but if only one in three are selling versus six, six or seven <clears throat> you need to work out what's best for you because sometimes it might look good to have the fancy listings but if you're only going to be sold uh, paid on three and ten of them um anything else on listings before we move on and look at Price changes, uh, sorry, price adjustments. We're not allowed to quote. No, I think, I mean, uh, there's nothing there that would worry me at the moment. I think it's, um, you know, the early part of the year is is indicative of, of people coming into the market at all levels of the of the market. And again, the other way to look at that chart, of course, is that you may have, you know, properties that are under offer 
that were from stock pre-Christmas and the new listings are people coming on that haven't yet gone under offer. So, you know, we, there's other data that can can be looked at and interrogated to sort of give us an even clearer picture and some clearer answers. But this moment in time, you know, um, the market looks quite uh, quite positive, which is the best thing. And ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are not in crew, this data you can actually analyze for your own town. And that's the same data that we're going to be using on crew. So do hang around. Uh, just to get a flavour of what the what we what you can find out about your market, because with the, the knowledge you can then uh, apply that to your marketing and your focus on your estate agency. Okay, um, so the, the terms of number of price reductions this week is presently at, uh, was seventeen thousand one hundred and sixty four, which again is considerably more than seventeen or eighteen, and the average price of a property being reduced was three hundred and ninety four thousand pounds. Not much to say on this one, just agents doing their job, isn't it? Yeah, doing their job. And obviously, you know, when you're looking at that, um, the average asking price changes at 394, then that is, you know, getting a lot closer to the, the average sale price. So you can see that there's uh, a connection between the two of those. Stuff that's being um, potentially pulled down is uh, is achieving a sale, maybe. I mean, interestingly, this, you know, if, if you look at the number of price reductions, we'll just have a quick look at that. Um, so um 17,000 so let's just assume that let's just assume that we have so 17 times 4 means there's 68 let's assume that's the same number each week 68,000 price reductions this week in terms of the number of properties that are presently for sale that's 560,000 there are 560,000 properties for sale as we went into January the 1st and that number might have changed slightly but not seismically so it really means that in terms of price reductions, we are only reducing one yeah. in eight of our listings every month. Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting point you've raised there. I mean, the the, the school that I came from um, that I would still challenge anybody that that um, had a different view on this is that you know regularly ten percent of your stock needs to be adjusted on a, on a on a continual basis because you're always going to have a situation where you have properties. I mean, there's only one reason properties don't sell. Do you know what that reason is? price yes price it's nothing to do with the small third bedroom or the fact it backs onto a railway or fronts a motorway it's it fronts a motorway because it's too expensive for a property that fronts the motorway so it's always down to price um and people have just got to make sure as we've said time and time again that you are on setting up not you know and, and achieving a, a, a an adjustment in price to decrease the time it takes to arrange a sale which is always good news for your customer doesn't start with a phone call saying, right, we need to change the price. It starts with every single piece of feedback that you get as part of your strategy is so fundamentally designed to achieve a sale. You know, I've said before, I'm pretty sure on this show, and it, because I say it all the time, the sale of a customer's house starts the day you list it, not the day you get an offer. The sale starts the day you list it. And if you're confident um, about selling that house, which you should be, otherwise, why are you listing it? Because it's a cost then the process of, of understanding where it sits in the market to achieve its sale starts the day you put it on the market. And every single piece of feedback, whether it be arranging a viewing, feeding back on a viewing, weekly update, whatever it is, it's all got to be geared around adjusting that price if the sale's not, not coming along. Indeed, indeed. And I mean, what's your thoughts, Brian, on whether valuers should do those sort of chats or whether it should be the negotiator? Yeah, again, I think it's a topic we've covered before. Um, in my world, I don't have a particular uh, desire to say it should be the valuer, it should be the negative, it should be the person who's got the best relationship with the seller. Now, that typically starts with the person that's listed it because, of course, they've built the relationship on trust and confidence that's listed the house. But since then, who's been in touch with the seller? Have the negotiators been round to see the property? Have they, you know, have they actually had a lot of communication with the seller? Are they getting on well, et cetera? Are they helping them find somewhere? You know, and if that relationship is strong, then that's the one that should lead those conversations, not just by definition of your job title. Indeed. Wise words again. Right, let's dive into sales and let's just pull up the screen now. Here we go. So um, the number of sales this week is 21,678. Um, and the average price, we've already said before, was 344,000. 661. Chris, just go back one for me to the, the number. Was it 21,000? Yeah, 21. Okay. Interesting. So, accumulatively, month to date for the first three weeks, we are on 50,806, which is a lot more than 2023, 
And, and again, week three, COVID hadn't hit because remember it hit uh, in, I think it was early March, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, March, April. Okay, so have a look at where we are, you know, compared to 17, 18 and 19. You know, they're all in the mid to late fours and year to date, we're at 50.8. So I would say that's not bad at all. Um, and then if you apply that to the weekly ongoing graph, 2014 is the white part. And as you can see, we are on traje trajectory uh, in par with all the other normal years. As I said, I haven't put the other years on uh, simply because they were strange. And again, I think you can clearly see here that you can see 21 was, you can see the difference that we had in 2021 and 2022 in the market. And my fear is there's an awful lot of agents that are still harking back to those years. Those years only come around once every 20 years or so. So this is the new normal around the 50,000 mark. Thoughts, Brian? Yeah, it's, it's the new normal around the 50,000 mark. I agree with that. And, and I think also to add to that, um, these are great. This, this is what people should be looking at in a state agency land and saying, right, so listings are up, sales are up. Yeah, reductions, okay, we could do better. But now where do we sit against these averages? Because if your listings aren't up and your sales aren't up, then you're performing under the national market average, which means it's not very good. So, you you know, emergency remedial action needs to be taken very, very quickly because at the very, if that, that is a, you know, what is that, a showcase of 25,000 estate agency businesses or something like that across the UK last time I looked. So, you know, if you're performing underneath the average of 25,000 agency branches, you know, Time to put your pen down and get everyone around a, around a table and start to get a new strategy because it ain't working. Hold you, ladies and gentlemen. You like to get onto yeah. his box, but so that's why he's here. Uh, he always offers great insight. Might not like it, but it's true. The truth hurts. Let's look at the fall through levels and and uh, in terms of fall throughs this week, uh, five hundred and two thousand sales fell through. That does sound an awful lot, but let's just remind ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, the number of properties that are in the state agents' pipelines. And as we went, and I know this graph, you can download. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, these graphs are available to download. If you go to YouTube, look at the full written description at the bottom. There's a link where you can download all these graphs and pump them up onto your screen in high resolution so you can see these. But as we went into January the 1st, there are 359,000 properties in estate agents' pipelines, okay? And when you consider that 5%, uh, only 5,000 of them fell through last week, it's not bad. When you consider there's 20,000 that fell through, you know, if, if we go carry on this in the sort of level, 20,000 will fall through this week from a pipeline that's near as damn it, 360,000 pounds. So just bear that in mind. I know we all have bad weeks sometimes, Brian, don't we, where you might lose five or six and you think it's the end of the world. We've all been there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so the, the number of fall-throughs is the green line here, and you can quite clearly see here that that number is on a downward trajectory. We always have those dips at Christmas. And interestingly, when you apply the percentage, so again, this percentage here on the screen is the number of gross sales this week versus the number of fall throughs this week so if you've had a thousand fall throughs and you've had five thousand said agreeds a thousand into five thousand is twenty percent which is a twenty percent fall through rate it's not ideal but it's the best measure we can do and you can quite clearly see brian that we you know this week we're on 23 percent which is a carrying on this downward trajectory that we had again let's not just forget that in q4 the fabled liz trust budget we were up at 40s and in the 30s for an awful long time in Q4 22. So hopefully, and well, only time will tell, we're back on this downward trajectory into yeah. the early 20s. What now, I would say is something that's very passionate to your heart with Gazeel, and I don't want to turn this into a Gazeel advert. No, 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 okay. it's nothing to do. Nothing, no, 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 it's not. But what, give me your thoughts on fall throughs. Yeah, the simple thing there, you look at the two blips, okay, January, January, uh, well, yeah, December, January. Um, the previous high, a lot of that was not self-inflicted. Okay, a lot of the fall-throughs that happened at the back end of the uh, uh, the, the Liz Truss um, ministerial reign was brought upon the public by jumps of mortgage rates, banks cutting, you know, in, increasing rates, and so on and so on. So a lot of people, you know, um, 
saw their fail their sale fall apart through no fault of their own. And, and of course, when you add in the usual early January, I've just spent more time with my other half over Christmas than I've ever done in the last 12 months. So I definitely don't want to buy a house with her, him, she, they, whatever. Then, um, you know, that happens, right? It happens most years in normal markets. Um, but ultimately, you know, there, there there really does need to be an, there's an opportunity. And this is what this year is all about, really. The opportunity that the stats are showing, that the that the media are showing, the, the holy trinity is the statistics are positive, the press is positive, we need to be positive as agents and take remedial steps to improve our business in a number of different ways, not just simply by going, oh, let's go and list more houses, because you can do that, but that costs money. Let's go and do this. Let's go and get this new digital thing or this new drone or whatever it might fly around someone's garden, which you know, you know, people do. Let's look at our business and say, what can we do that we talked about last year, but we never really got round to do. What changes can we make to our process that gives us the opinion that it could decrease our fall-throughs, speed up our sales, whatever it is, do something about it for once. That should be a, a business res New Year's resolution rather than the usual ones we do when we say we're going to quit the fags and, uh, and stop drinking as much. Um, you know, Fantastic, Brian. Fantastic. And again, a fall through rate, as I said, of around 23% is better than most people's. Most people think the fall through rate is at 33%. And I do know one particular um, large portal said that it was near a 40%. I don't recognize those numbers. I, I don't see that. But imagine if it was 5% or 4%. Imagine the difference that will do to the literally thousands of estate agency businesses that at the moment are facing insolvency issues. Okay, these people, with all respect, that you know, if you really dig deep into that and have the drains up in these businesses and look back and think, there's things they could have done at the very least if they wanted to, obviously. But one of the most important things, if you're spending money as a business, which you are when you list someone's house and do a viewing on that house and pay the staff to do that, then that's a cost. In most estate agency models, that cost only becomes a lot you know is a liability on your business on your bottom line it only becomes an asset when it exchanges at no other point before that does it become a, a valuable asset to your business so if you can keep more of your assets on course to become assets then why would that not be one of your number one priorities that's what yeah, is yeah, yeah. the number of agents that you know the amount of effort they do to put a house on the market then they have last year they had a 52% chance of actually getting it sale agreed and exchanged. But you know, but then how many of them no, sorry, sell exchange, but how many of them put all the effort in to find a buyer for only to fall through? And that's why, yeah. again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna say it because no Brian won't. Do check out reservation agreements, which is a government-backed thing. You know, there are other firms that offer it, so we're not just here to promote Gazeal. No, no, no. Reservation agreement is something that will get your sale fall throughs down to single figures because there's an emotional tie in, there's emotional buy in. And yes, if there's a bad survey, you can get out, there's a get out of jail card as well. But I am, it's interesting, Brian, I was talking about it, that I'm talking about globally about reservation agreements. They should sell themselves. Or you, but, and again, that goes down to the marketing, but it's also down to agents being blinkered. Yep. open your eyes there's so much great stuff out there and i appreciate it's hard work because if you've got 500 prop tech firms shouting at you saying ours is the best trust yeah. me check check out reservation agreements if there's one thing that you do after today's if you are a negotiator or valuer there's this new website called google and you just type in the word reservation agreements just type it go and look at some videos find out what they're about find out the get out of jail cards and yeah. then it will help you get more listings sell more houses vendors love it because again brian you've always said it's not about listing the house or marketing the house it's about getting the people bloody mill moved and if well, you since i last appeared on your show sorry to interrupt you but this is i think is a valid point for your listeners and viewers since i last did a, an appearance on your show i've actually been out listing with um one of my favorite agents in the world in blackpool who very kindly um allowed me to come down to his business he's joined uh, joined forces with me uh, with Gazeel, but but more importantly, I actually went out with him on a number of listings in the afternoon, um, and I pitched the sellers, a 
and I did not talk about reservation agreements. I didn't talk about Gazeel. I talked about doing the right thing based on, and I asked two simple questions. And, and to me, and I'll share that I'll share my you know, the secret sauce with all of your viewers, so the people that are watching this show will get the benefit of watching it. Um, I asked two questions that I've fundamentally built a lot of my success on as an estate agent. And that is, tell me about the experience you had when you bought this house. And then I shut up. And people, don't tell me, oh, I was really upset with the photographs or the floor plan or the drone photography or the brochure. No one ever says that. What do they always talk about is the delays, the lack of feedback, the frustration, you know, the blockages, the not, you know, not knowing what to do. I then said, so what are you worried about or concerned about with this next move? You know, and then they told me, ironically, the same type of thing. We're worried that we might lose this. We might do this. And, and so the solution that we gave them, which was actually a bit of a first, had nothing to do with marketing their property. It had everything to do with giving them good, solid advice about things they need to do and, and the part they need to play to try to make their move less stressful and more and more and more comfortable for them and the interesting point is that one particular lady and i'm not going to name names or anything else like that um paid nearly double the fee that the agent was charging um because actually there is this strange phenomenon called certainty people have a lot of value on having certainty and a lot less anxiety so this is a really a real opportunity, whether it's reservations or not, or it's information up front, which we'll talk about later. Whatever it is, do things a little bit differently and give people more advice, but listen to them. You know, it was a very interesting exercise for me. Thank you very much, Brian. Okay, so um, right, let's just pull up the um, um, stats again. Hold on a second, I'll just pull it up because I it, uh, strangely closed the flipping thing. I don't ask me why I did that. So here we go, back to... There we go. And we are now going to be looking at net sales. So net sales, as we said, is the number of properties that um, are gross sales, less fall throughs that week. And the white line is 2024. Now, for the purposes of transparency, I thought it was only fair that we put in the great years of 2021 and 22. And you can quite clearly see here that those are better years. We would expect them to be better years. Um, the Average of 17 to 19 is the orange line. And if you actually match it, it's very, very similar. But I think this graph here just shows it in a little bit of a better detail that net sales year to date, 36,558, which is 15.8% higher um, than um, 2023 and is 1.5% higher than the average of 17, 18 and 19. Uh, I'll just bring you in in a second, Brian. The number of, as I said, uh, net sales, 16,667. So um, this this week, so you can see here, year to date, we are higher, but in terms of standalone weeks, not much difference. So obviously, as Brian says, the number of net sales, we had a damn good start, but if we're not careful, pardon me, 2023 will start to catch us up if it carries on on these sort of levels. Thoughts, Brian? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a, a well-trodden path, what we've been talking about, but, um, you know, opportunity. You know, the, the the year has started better than a lot of people thought, um, and let's hope it continues to do that. But uh, the, the, now the market is beginning to kick into uh, into shape. You know, there's some really good headlines out there even today. Um, I look at them every day um, to make sure my team is fully educated on what's going on in the market. So when they're talking to the public and they're talking to estate agents all around the country, then they are knowledgeable about what is going on. And that's something that's also, I think, very, very important. You know, how, how often are you, do your negotiators that are interacting with buyers, really encouraging buyers to, to, to make the, the purchase decisions early? We can do that because they have knowledge of the market, then you'll, you'll, you know, you'll do, do a better job. I, I find it right I find it fascinating that estate agents call themselves property experts, but can't talk about what's happening in the property market. Locally. Yeah. Yeah, I know it might be good at selling listing and selling houses, but people want someone who they instinctively trust who knows about the property market. There's yeah. all the all, every single survey that you see out there. That is what you know. I was with Jason Cannon yesterday on the sofa and he said 10% of people chose on fee. If you go and look at the Peter Knight uh survey, the home buyers and sellers survey, but just coincidentally, I've got it here, and th this was the one that was published at the back end of 2023. 
and they interviewed over 20,000 people. And this is the scary thing is this, is that the number of homeowners that choose on fee alone, the percentage has not changed in eight years, always 16 to 17%. Yep. It shows that one in six people are fee-based, yep. but five out of six are not fee-based. The only reason why you think they're fee-based is because you make it an issue as an estate agent. Yeah, and you know what? You're, you're absolutely right. And also the fact that the majority of people that I know um, and see, and I've been, I've been engaging with agents, uh, as you know, every day, um, they don't have a USP. So therefore, with, in the absence of a USP, then you're presenting a, co you're doing a, you're presenting a cost proposition to somebody. Now, that's a dangerous thing to do, especially in this market, because normally what will happen is that they will choose based on cost. If you present a value proposition to somebody, as we did, as I demonstrated uh, in December, then, you know, as long as you understand the needs of that person, and what they're really looking for, and it isn't, you know, seven days a week and, you know, a set of details with a drone flying around and all this sort of stuff. It is value and it is assurance and it is certainty and people will pay for it if it's valuable to them. Fees are not a decision maker for the majority of people when presented with a value proposition. Indeed, and that's why we all don't shop at Aldi and Lidl. There's different supermarkets, and we all know we can get it cheaper. It's just yep. that we tell ourselves it's better. But Waitrose and the Sainsbury's and Marks Spencers have created that value proposition. The question is, what are you doing as an estate agent? And I, I spend my time, because my job is helping estate and letting agents attract homeowners to their agency. And I will look at most estate agents' Facebook pages, and it's listing, 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 listing. There might be a testimonial there, listing, listing. Look what we've sold. Look at our market share. That's not creating value at all. Right, let's go and look at a couple of graphs, which I know you're a big fan of. Uh, price changes as a percentage of listings. Oh, you can't see that, can you? Hold on, let me just pull that up. Hold on a second. Got more tabs open than a... Oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Price changes as a percentage of listings. Um, again, this is, a, this is a graph that we've done specifically uh, because of your knowledge of being part of Countrywide when they were a force to be reckoned with. What's the relevance and importance of this graph, Brian? Well, I mean, the point here is obviously is your stock, isn't it? I mean, you're really what you're changing as a percentage there is actually you're, you're, you're changing your stock. I used to always focus on what percentage of our stock are we adjusting on a regular basis? Because the theory there is that if you're adjusting your 10 percent of your stock, then you're increasing the opportunity of your sales by 10 percent in the coming weeks. You talked about the very beginning of the show three, six months in advance, the stats give you a magic eye. You know, you can, if you look at them properly and interpret them correctly, then they can predict with some degree of accuracy what is going to happen to you and your uh, and your business in the next three, six, 12 months, certainly the, the shorter term. Uh, and this is a key measurement for us. You know, really price changes and percentage of listings is just sort of showing that if you're listing, you know, 100 properties, you know, into your books, then of course, 51 of those you've changed. But it's, you're not changing probably the, the the new listings. You're changing more likely the previous couple of months listings that are coming on. So, as I say, it's a good stat to look at. But I think, but the one that you've got on price changes as a percentage of stock is much more of a of an indicator of what your nets and gross sales are going to look like in the coming four weeks. Talking of gross sales, we'll move on to the next graph where we uh, look. This week we're on sixty five percent. So. In terms of gross sales as a number, as a percentage of listings, 65.13. The long-term average is 76. And you can quite clearly see here, crazy year of 2021, we were selling more than listing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, that's pretty, you know, do you know what? It's, it's pretty good, I think, you know. For every 10-year list, you're getting 6.5 under offer. That's not a bad place to be. I mean, yeah, we've had the dizzy heights in 21 and 22, as you can see, and, and 2020 to a certain extent. But really, you know, the area you want to be looking at is getting the market. We said last year numerous times that the 2023 was taking shape like 2019. So if you look at 19, 18, and 17 there, and, you know, and 23 to a certain extent, there's your benchmark. If you can get it up, you know, 76% as a seven-year average is obviously going to take into account 21, 22, and 20, those three funny years. But actually, if you look at 2017, 18, 19, 23 to a certain extent, there's your level. So keep keep working on it. Indeed, right. Um, these graphs here are available to look at. So that's the UK number of properties and sales pipeline on the first of every month. Uh, or the end, in this case, the end of every month. So this that all the yellows are the Decembers. 
And if you download this, you can see that and again, you go to your CRM and see what your pipelines were on the 31st every month and see if that's comparable. But again, I find it fascinating that our pipelines even going into January are a lot higher than they were in 17, 18 and ultimately 19 as well. Just doesn't feel that way. But I think sometimes we forget about, you know, I think an awful lot of people are very short termism and don't look over the long big picture uh, and the number of properties for sale Sorry. going in. Sorry. Chris, just on that point, you've also got, um, you know, I remember fondly many years ago when we used to say whatever we had in the pipeline, Jan, Jan 1, would be in the bank by March 31. So there's your first call of business, um, you know, and what you're doing January, February, March is you're building, you know, your half year and quarter three results. I suspect now that the majority of agents um, in the UK are facing what their Jan 1 pipeline is, is their end of April exchanges because they're adding a month to it because of transaction times. So it's back to my earlier point. Let's really look at what we can do, you know, that isn't marketing as such, but it is more operational, working on your operating system of the business that can get that sale from the start to the finish a few weeks earlier, because that will make a transformational difference to businesses. And in some cases, keep businesses open. You said earlier on that you'd heard on the grapevine that there's a lot of estate agents out there that were potentially looking at liquidation. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Brian? Well, there's a number of us um, people like me in the industry, um, you know, freelancers, people that are reasonably well connected with the industry that sort of get access to certain reports and get requests to provide information to certain uh, third parties regarding uh, agency businesses. And and currently there's a record number facing insolvency, which is a real concern. Now, of course, that is taking into account there's a lot more agency businesses and a lot more, you know, um, sole traders and, and people that have opened up in their bedrooms and so on and so on. So that is naturally going to be probably a little bit higher. But actually, if you started a business in a state agency in the last couple of years, fair play to you. But really, uh, how much effort, you know, how much are you, you know, what are you doing differently now if you haven't been that successful leading up to this point? Either get out of it completely or do something different because otherwise you're going to, you know, as sometimes you hear on Dragon's Den, people say you know, the, the, the investors actually give people advice, don't spend any more money on your business, go and do something else or take it back to where it was and work on that. That's really, you know, I think one of the key messages here, do something different or do something else. Thank you for that, Brian. Right then, so that's the end of the national picture. Um, let us go and have a look at crew. So, Brian, we're going to be using for the data from this the 20EA platform and their platform called Insights. Okay. 20EA have not paid me to um highlight their software but again just to show to, sh to show total openness they do give me this software free of charge on the understanding that i will mention it this piece of software is right with plus with a pair of saturn 5 rockets attached to it with lasers and glitter balls this is game-changing stuff as i said in terms of this piece of kit you can actually have a free version of it um, doesn't go into so much detail, but there is, if you go to 20EA Insights, you can, you can uh, put your details in. And then if you want your town, again, I'm not going to mention numbers, but it is, in my opinion, extremely reasonable value for money. And it will show you, if, as long as you're performing well enough, um, actual physical hard proof that you are the better estate agent by how quick you, you sell your house compared to your competitors, how many houses, your chances of actually getting the people moved, and how close you get to the asking price. So it is really, really powerful stuff. So, okay, Brian, let us dive in and we'll go and have a look. Okay, so here we go. So first, so for the purposes of this, as I said, we're looking at crew and just so for, for benefit, crew is CW1, CW2 and CW3. So we're specifically not looking at Nantwich, which is the posh part of crew. And the first thing that we're going to look at, Brian, Brian, I'm just going to keep talking and I want you to jump in at any time um, if you feel that you've got something interesting to say. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I'm just going to take off the, the new homes. So we're looking at the data from the 1st of January 2019. So we're not looking at like right mid plus, which is 13 months. This is six years worth or five or six years worth. 
And what we're going to do is the first thing we're going to look at is new instructions. So let us see the top 10 estate agents in uh, or top nine or 10 and see how their performance on new instructions in terms of percentage of market share has changed to see who's growing. Because again, Brian, it's fair to say that if you're getting more listings, you're going to get more sales, aren't you? I know you've got to sell the things, but you've got to have them in the first place. Yeah, the two tend to go hand in hand, don't they? Indeed. So first off, we can look at Butters John B. And Butters John B, as you can see here, uh, had a market share in 2019 of around the 25% mark. She obviously drifted down to around 10 or 15%. In 2021, pulled their socks up and we're back to 20 or 20%, but has drifted slightly in 22 and 23 to somewhere in or in the mid-teens, okay? Interestingly, their average price of a property come on the market is 184. And if we compare that against the crew average of 224, it's obviously that Butters, Butters John B are probably a lower to middle market agent. Let's go and look at Stevenson Brown, who are a, a regional player with about four or five offices in that part of the world. And there you can see here, been pretty stable around that 15 or 16% mark. Again, an average price of 184. So again, they're a lower to middle market. Let's go and look at White Gates. And again, ignoring the spikes, you can quite clearly see here, White Gates is a franchise. You can quite clearly see here that their market share was around four or 5%, and it's now been hovering around 12 or 4 to 13%. So a good, this is a good way to judge your, your skills and against your market share. And again, White Gates have been growing, so that's good to see. Let's go and look at Bridgefords, who are part of the... Uh, the Connell Sequence Group, aren't they? If memory serves Generally about the same sort of level, slight drifting down, but again, let's just ignore this little tail here. Fundamentally the same. Let's go and look at James Dupavey, who is an exceptional estate agent from that part of the world, uh, more uh, more around the Stoke area. And again, that's been pretty stable around the 6 or 7% mark. Let's look at Purple Bricks. Not unexpected. Their national picture has, has, has started to drift down. Interestingly, Brian... I've started to notice that the, the 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 drop nationally in purple bricks, and I know it's striped, but we add them all together, has actually started to turn the corner. Okay, now they're not going they're not going up like a rocket, but the the rot has stopped in the last couple of months. Uh, let's go and look at your move, which again is a franchise operation, seems to be pretty stable around the four or five percent mark. Again, good agent run by some good people. Let's go look at Wright Marshall, seems to be pretty stable. Uh, Baker Wynn and Wilson again stay what will ignore home wise because they are they're the what they're the agents that take your stock and then put it onto a lifetime mortgage and drop the price. Interestingly, um, the sales numbers on those nationally are quite low. So I mean interesting to see if that picks up the numbers. Uh let's go and look at strike again, um standard, but again, we, we've got to wait to see whether then the numbers come together. Let's go and look at leaders. Yopa, Cheshire, Lamont, and Wheat, Roth, Lloyd. Again, rising there. Jinx and Aston. And then we'll just spend the last couple. We'll do the top 20 for what the same with Giggles. Reeds, Reigns, Northwood, growing. You move. Okay, not brilliant there, guys. Um, and uh, unless they've stopped, I don't know. And then property perspective. Um, yeah, okay. Um, just have a quick look at the sales. No, I tell you what, no, we'll, no, because we'll come to the sales in a second. Um, let's just pull that back. Hold on a second. There we go. And we'll just put it all back. Let's go look at the upper quartile. Now, again, that which is the posh bit. So, but there will be a posh part to crew. Let's go have a look. So we're looking for the upper quartile. Let's go and find out what the upper quartile is. Not sure if there's going to be many houses. Okay, hold on. So the, we're looking for a total account here of around... Two and a half thousand. Oh dear, right. So it is. Okay, we're going to have to take that off. So the upper quartile, okay, we'll say the upper 20% kicks in at £300,000. Let's just have a quick look at who the main agents are and if it's very, very similar. And it's quite clear here that James Dupavy is the upper, upper quintile, upper 20% agent in crew with Baker, Wynn and Wilson and Butters, John Bean, Stevenson Brown down at 7.32%. So again, isn't it interesting that numbers one and two who were in the mark, general market are numbers three and four in the upper quartile in crew. I'd be interested to look at Nantwich. We've not got time today to look at Nantwich. 
Um, okay, any thoughts on this before we go and look at the next screen? No, not really. Just it's it's similar to most towns, is it? There's sort of two or three big players that are dominant, and then there's a chasing pack. What's interesting here is that you've got um, you go back to the, the the main screen of the of all pricing. Um, if you wouldn't mind, I'll be very grateful. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you've kind of got two players there that are sort of, you know, butting, butting horns, locking horns together. Um, BJB and Stevenson Brown, uh, very good businesses. They're all very good businesses, obviously. There are some big players uh, and some well-run organisations. Um, but, you know, it's really a case of what are the chasing pack doing about it? You know, they've had... Uh, in some cases, there's a big gap of nine, double market share almost, and you know that's got to hurt. Opportunity um, is presenting itself this year. Feel good factor, um, and it kind of leads on to a message I'm going to give at the end to everybody, really. But um, you know, what are they doing? You're not, um, and uh, and how are they doing it? You know, what are they doing that's different? You know, do we find out? Well, it's interesting that the White Gates is part of um, the, the franchisee. I'm led to believe in crew has decided to split his business up, but Martin McCurry is the rental side and Whitegates is the resi sales side. And out of the top 10 agents, it appears that Whitegates seems to be the agent that seems to be growing in their market. Um, isn't it interesting that, that if you look at their social media, they're talking about the local property market in their social media, what's happened to house prices and rents. I'm sure there's no, there is, that, that can't be a coincidence. Um, the magic thing is this is if you want to attract people to your agency why don't you talk about the local property market to local homeowners about what's something to house prices and rents because by doing that then you're going to be the most interesting person to homeowners in their town I find it fascinating that agents don't do that you should have a quick look at stock levels okay and you can quite clearly see here so let, let us have a look at december which again is a slight but again you can quite see here that the number of properties that were on the market in 2019 was 1,002 in crew. And by 2021, it had dropped to 402. And we were at 946. So we have a near doubling numbers of the property stock levels. So again, if you are an estate agent and you've got a homeowner and they're arguing, well, you know, about the price reductions, you can say, well, Mrs. Miggins, there are 20 or 50% more homes for sale today than there were two years ago. So therefore, the home buyers have got a double the amount of choice. Intra you know. Yeah. Again, if you just have a quick look at these stock levels, you can see here that Butters John B, uh, their stock levels have gone up and down in roughly in line with their listings. Let's look at Stevenson Brown and then White Gates. Again, stock levels growing there. So again, we can play around with price bands as well. So we'll just have a quick look at the price bands just to see if the stock levels are matching the listing levels, which I should hope they are. And here we go. And you can see here James DePavey, stock levels are pretty, le pretty level. Baker Wynn, again. So we oh, Butters John B seems to be doing better with their stock levels, but they don't seem to be selling them as much. So are Butters John B putting more posher properties on the market, but not getting them shifted? Might be able to answer that in a second. Okay, let's go and have a look. So here we are, and we are looking um, at this particular graph. Now, the, ladies and gentlemen, this, this, this graph here, there is it's like uh, Aussie Gold Hunters, the TV program. There's a lot of dirt in there, and there's some absolute golden nuggets in here that if I was an estate agent, I would use against my competitors to prove that I was a better estate agent. And as Brian rightly says, I'd get the house actually sold. Uh, we're looking at between the 24th of November 21 and uh, but again this is that this is an interesting fact so let's go and have a look at so this is let's kick off here so we're doing November 21 to 9th of December 22 so in essence the whole of well, actually let's just let's not mess about here Brian let's just there I wasn't <laughs> no I was I'm just talking to you in the royal way okay so in 2022 the chances of you selling your home in crew was 65.75%. Okay. In 2023, 53.5%, 53.6%. So 
again, that is a more of a normal market. But that is why, as Brian rightly said in the show, you've got to list them but and get them on at the right price. Yes, and you've got to sell them. But the number of, you know, you have to work 20% harder to get the same amount of money coming through. And yep. that's, you know, it's hard work being an estate agent out there. Right. So let's look at 2023. So every estate agent is going to be focused on the first four columns, which is the number of instructions, new instructions, market share, and sort of the contract and the percentage. We've, we've done sales. Let's ignore those. Okay. We're going, to, we're going to ignore fall throughs and price changes. Brian, I want you to have a little quick look at that because I'm going to be coming to you in a second on that. But ladies and gentlemen, this is where the true gold is, okay? If a property leaves out of all the properties that left an estate agent's books in 2023 in crew, so according to 20EA Insights, there were, that left the books of Stevenson Brown, 219 and 123 properties. So you add those two together and you come up with 341, 42, okay? Left the books. And a property only leaves the books of an estate agent for two ways, Brian. She withdraws or she exchanges. I'm not talking about sale fall throughs because it doesn't leave your books. It stays within the system and just gets relisted. I'm talking about leaving your books. And look, if we look at here, Stevenson Brown, they have exchange contracts on 64.04% of the properties that left their books in 2023. Whilst Butters John B, 57.3%, White Gates at 48, we'll ignore HomeWise, James Dupavy at 66, Bridgeford's at 58, Wheatcroft and Lloyd 71. Your move, guys, 79%. So if I was your move and going up against, you know, Butters John B, I'd be saying, let's just pump that into the old calculator, 79.94 or 35. So we'll do so on two seconds, divided by 57. Wheatcroft and Lloyd, sorry, your move, sorry, my apologies, have a 40.2% greater chance of getting you moved than Butters John B. That's nothing against Butters John B. Great operation. Think a lot of them. They're part of the Spice Heart team. The people I've always come across on BJB have been absolutely fantastic, but don't shoot the messenger. The simple fact is this. Wheatcroft Lloyd and the top 10 agents quite simply sell more houses of the properties that they list. And that is what it's all about, Brian, isn't it? Always has been, always will be. Um, but then the old saying goes, if you don't have it, you can't sell it. True. So I would always be a fan of uh, of getting as many listings as I possibly could, uh, um, as I could, and uh, because I'd always do more sales. So the average, as I said, is 53.3. So you can quite clearly see that the vast majority of estate agents in the top 10 are above the crew average. I think what you as a boss of all these firms need to realize is this, is if you are below one of your competitors, what systems do you have in place to enable you to get a higher figure? Are you getting the prices down? Brian? Yeah, what I would say is just go one step further than that. And, um, you know, something that worked really well for me for many, many years was taking the headline stats. And uh, so you've got the industry stat, the average UK stats, the average local stats, blah, blah, blah. But what you do is you look at these numbers, then apply them to your team as individuals. Where if you've got a high level of fall throughs or you've got a high level of withdrawals, whatever it might be, is there something happening inside the four walls of your business that you can correct pretty quickly to make a change that they'll make a fundamental change to that or is it more of the market or your operate overall operational um structure but overlay those numbers and then look at your team's numbers and see what uh see what you can see because it might be a very quick fix indeed interestingly let's just look at the percentage share of sales that people have so this year is the last 12 months so in essence we'll say 23 last year is 2022 and we can quite clearly see here that white gates have grown their market share for resi sales by over half and we did see that in that graph earlier on wheatcroft lloyd at 45 so well done on you guys and again you're selling them but again james to pay you so you've just slipped a bit and butters john b have dropped by 13 percent. but we did notice that in the graph but just nice to see that there just having a look at the fall through rate of 26.47 percent, which is slightly higher than the national average um, there's nothing there that particularly stands out uh, with the fall through rate. I can see purple bricks have got a slightly high rate, but everyone else seems to be about the same. And the price changes all around, as I said, 45%. So 
45% of properties had a price reduction in crew last year. Again, it seems quite high to me, but what am I to know? Any more thoughts on this, Brian, before we... No, I think we've covered it all, Chris. Um, very well. Just have a quick look at the upper quartile just to see if that makes any difference. Okay, hold on. And we'll go uh, we'll go 500 to 600,000. Um, and again, uh, James DePaney, well done, guys. So if I was up against Butters John B or Cheshire, Cheshire Lamont, I've got a slightly higher figure there, but then I've got whites. But again, these numbers are such small numbers. You have to do take them with a slight pinch of salt because, again, one sale will really sort these, uh, mess the stats up. Okay. Now, uh, moving on, this is another graph that, uh, chart that I particularly got a favorite of. And this shows us, and we'll just get rid of home wise because, again, I'm going to expect them to be the numbers uh, off the scale. So what happens here, ladies and gentlemen, and again, I'll just spend a minute or so on this, because if you're, you'll be interested to know is this. Um, all of you would have heard of what's called an automated valuation model or an AVM. And what happens is 20EA, the first thing that they will do is look at what you put the house on the market for and then apply an AVM model to that property because they already have that figure on their system. And then they will compare the difference between the two. So Stevenson Brown are... are putting their houses on, on the market, on average, 2.82% more than what they consider the value of the property is. Whilst Butters John B are putting it on at 0.95, Whitegate's at 1.28, James DePavey at 0.67. So in essence, this is your overvaluing screen. So I would say here, on average, Stevenson Brown appear to be having fuller asking prices. It's not for me to say anything else. We then look at this uh, chart here, this uh, line here, which is price achieved. And then what we then do is we then apply what did you get for the property at completion or from the land registry compared to your original asking price. And we can quite clearly see here that Stevenson Brown get 2.19% from the original asking price, whilst John Butters John B get 0.28%. Now, interestingly, and then we look at White Gates, they overvalue, sorry, they put their houses on the market at 1.28% over. And then they take 2.14%. Now, again, the problem with percentages, people get it wrapped around their heads. So the wonderful people at 20EA have said, right, if everyone put a house on the market at 250, what would you achieve for it in the last year? Stevenson Brown with 251,400. Butters John B, 251,600. Whitegate's 247,800. And you can see the numbers all the way down there, ladies and gentlemen. And again, if you are a great agent and you get more for your home, this particular graph on your town is something you can go and show people saying, look, Mrs. Mickens, I will get you £3,000 more than the competitor, than the agent you're considering, because here's this. And what you could then do is go and have a look at this. And you know what Brian said, ladies and gentlemen, about certainty is this. If you've got more exchanges coming through and less fall throughs, this is the, this is the bit that proves it. It's all very good giving it the talky talk, but if you can prove it using independent data, you can see, ladies and gentlemen, why I'm a big fan of this particular um, piece of kit. In terms of who moves the houses quickest, we quite clearly see here that your move, the, the blue line is the number of days between new instruction and sale agreed, and the pink line is the number line between sale agreed and completion. And we can quite clearly see here that your move and Wheatcroft, Lloyd and Bridgeford seem to be the agents that sell houses and Stevenson Brown the quickest. But if we add them all together, we can then have a look. Here we go. That's just that's just ultimately who gets you who gets you moved the quickest. So we'll just let's go and have a look at the bigger agents. Hold on. Here we go. So um, your move has around 120 days. There we go. 139. Wheatcroft and Lloyd 156. Let's go and look at James DePavey 194. Butters, John, and B, let's go and look at you guys, 181 days and 167. You know, huge difference between 100, you know, it's two weeks. So again, if I was Stevenson Brown, I was up against Butters, John, B, I'd say, we can get you moved on average two weeks sooner, which again is what Brian was saying. Absolutely insightful, Brian, what you said. You can yeah. see that's general why we get him back every single time. <laughs> okay, this is some more, these are some new charts which talk about what's been happening. So you can see here the average price of a property selling versus what's coming on the market. And we did that nationally, but we can now do that for whole of crew. And you can see so the green line is what the price is exchanged at. And again, if the mark if the green line is above the red line on a consistent basis, it means that prices are going up. 
and if it um and if there's a huge gap between the other two it means the prices are going down or not going down but in terms of the gap between them it's the gap that's important not necessarily the direction you can see the number of sales since 2018 and you can do this on a monthly or weekly basis lots of beautiful charts here that will be of interest to people in to, shows you the number of agents so again that in terms of the number of exchanges, hybrid agents, which includes uh, sole agent, uh, um, self-employed, 4.19%, uh, and on new instructions, 4.29, which is slightly lower than the national average. And again, in terms of conversions, uh, on average, 49. So the UK, so 49.25 for the last running 12 months, compared to 52.78, which is the national average. Um, there's your percentage levels in terms of fall throughs. Again, you can see fall throughs are falling through, uh, are dropping in crew. Again, we won't spend too much detail on here, but again, this is data that will be fascinating to crew agents. Um, now let's go and look at lettings. There's not so much data on lettings. And again, what we've got to remember, ladies and gentlemen, is most properties tend to stay with the original agent. So we can't see market growth so much because it's, it's very incremental. Let's just have a quick look at on the market open rent and interestingly uh, open rent in london have doubled their size actually they've tripled their size in the last two years you can see here that on average in 2019 it was around 10 percent of properties were with open rent uh, and since 22 it's been hovering around 15 or 20 percent let's go and have a quick look at martin and co okay so they're the dominant agent again ignore this little dip here because again this is number of instructions they seem to be pretty level. Stevenson Brown seems to be growing. Let's look at leaders dropping. So again, I'm assuming here leaders bought an agency out. Their market share seems to be dropping. Butters John B, pretty average. Easy that, love that name. Bespoke lettings, rights management. You seem to be growing. Well done, rights. They seem to be doing something right. Oh, sorry, pardon the pun. Uh, Bridgefords and uh, we'll look at Northfield. Let's go and have a look at a few viewers because some of you might be interested. Homeworld, Temples, Your Move. Let's go and look at Belvoir. Okay, there we go. Now this number might ring out, run out soon. Rights, Simple Life, Jinx and Ashton. Okay, uh, Sarah Fortner, Good Lady, and Reed's Reigns. There you go. Um, not much really more to say on that, ladies and gentlemen. It just gives you a flavour of what's happening. Okay, Brian, that's the end of the crew show. Back to you for final thoughts. Um, really, oh, thanks, Chris. Good show. Um, good stats. Great information. So just to recap, um, you know, have a look at the stats and how you're comparing against the national averages. If you're not increasing your listings and increasing your sales, then have a think, uh, have a chat, um, and have a different, uh, maybe different uh, runway moving forward. Uh, and just to share really something that I would ask Many people that um, I had the privilege of working with over the years, uh, kind of before Christmas and after Christmas, so they had time to reflect in the middle bit, which was, you know, give me two things we should start doing that we're not currently doing. And at the same time, let's stop two things that we are doing that aren't working. There's a danger with a lot of things uh, in business that you keep adding to your business rather than, you know, replacing. Um, and what lessons have we learned? what doesn't work let's stop what doesn't work because it takes up time it's not getting the results we expected um and so let's stop it right let's save our time and let's replace it with something else um but really it's kind of also what you were saying chris about you know talking about your market talking about your stats now be careful that you don't you know provide paralysis via analysis for your customer base because they're not going to be as interested in thousands of graphs as you may be don't assume they will be, and, and interpreting them will be very difficult for the public. So take the data, take the stats you've got, put it into digestible formats for the public, and stick to quarterly marketing programs. Is your message coherent across the entire business for a set period of time? Watch what goes on, measure how many leads you're getting in, how much business has been done, and then go again and change it, rather than having mixed messages on different, you know, on different platforms. If you are using social media to market property, then that's what you do. If you're using social media to market your business, then that's what you do. Get really, really good at those, but don't keep confusing it. Create this, um, you know, create the message for the public because it's good news. Brian, as always, thank you very much for your insight today. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the, all the data can be downloaded, as I said, from YouTube descriptions. They can be used for your own personal benefit. And also, I'm happy for you to use them on valuations. What I'm not happy with is that, is that you use them in any social media marketing or anything like that. If you're a crew agent and you want to show people the YouTube video, I'm more than happy to show you to show the video. But again, taking the data out and using it in your marketing, you won't be covered by the ASA because you are not purchasing the data from uh, 20EA. So be very careful using that in your any social media posts. But there's nothing stopping you actually physically using the video and showing the punter the, the video itself. Um, Brian, again, thank you. But more importantly, thank you for watching. We'll see you next week for week four of the UK Property Market Stat Show, where I'll be having another guest, which will be Ian White, uh, who is a, another mainstay of, of the show and who will be talking about the UK property market and another town. So thank you very much for your insight, Brian. Thank you for watching and we'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen.